Hi, welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's Amy Levin here. For those of you new this week, each episode of this series has a special guest who will share insight on life, careers, and their story to success. Today is with Andy Cohen's assistant and founder of Ask Andy, Darren Cart. Darren has really done it all, from creating her own podcast and web series to co-creating a production company with Andy Cohen. And there's definitely a lot we can learn from this businesswoman. Welcome, Darren. Cool. Here with Darren. And we're ready to chat. So, Darren, you are Andy Cohen's assistant, right? Yes, that's the simplified term of what I do. I'm sort of one of those people that has like a million jobs. I'm a slashy, as they say. So I'm like, model slash actress, that's slash that. But yeah, I'm chief of staff of our production company, and I host a web series with him. I'm a Bravo correspondent as well. What do you, like, what what does most of your day take up? Or is it kind of slashed between all the different roles? It's definitely slashed. Um... He has becoming, I've been with him for five years, so he has become less high maintenance over the years because I know how to deal with him. But yesterday, for example, I had to wake up at 6 a.m. to go film a video with Ryan Serhant from MDL, go back to sleep, come back to work. I had to deliver stuff to his apart- to Andy's apartment. I was all over the place. It really depends on the day. And are you Andy's only assistant? His one and only. I usually wow. say I'm his right hand or left hand, depending on what he's doing. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So a lot of what we talk about on our Office Hours podcast is about people who are in the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. And we love you because you have a unique perspective to bring and entertainment and fashion kind of go hand in hand. So I think it'd be great if you just tell our listeners a little bit about what it is like to work in entertainment and, and what it is that you do. I mean, every day is obviously different, but just maybe a couple tasks that you do on a regular basis. Sure. I mean, I have, as you can tell, I'm wearing all black today. So I've definitely taken the New Yorker attitude to fashion where it's sort of a a uniform. It's one less thing I have to think about in the morning, which is nice because I can fit in in any scenario that I'm going in. So sometimes, you know, if it's just a regular office day, it doesn't really matter. Andy is not, he makes fun of me all the time for what I wear. But if I have to go to an event for him or I have to go to a show, like, I'm always in the uniform. I'm totally fine. He can take me wherever, you know. But working in the entertainment industry is a different beast than I ever expected. It's a lot of personalities. It's a lot of high energy, which I can handle, but it's it's a lot of rejection. Like I was an NBC page before I started with Andy, and the one thing that that taught me outside of giving tours of NBC, it's like Kenneth from 30 Rock, was rejection. Like you get rejected for, I would say 90% of the things that I do, it's more no's than yes. And you sort of, it toughens you up unlike any other industry. And rejection in the sense of ideas that you present or what type of rejection? Well, for example, I want to be a, I want to be a host or a correspondent. So I'll pitch Bravo all the time on web series or I'll pitch Andy shows or I'll pitch them this and that. And either it's the timing of things, the budget of things or where television is really going because digital is really taken off. I mean, 10 years ago, no one knew what a podcast was. And now here we are, here we are. (laughs) And we're podcasting and everyone knows about it. And it's so cool. But that is such a shift in the entertainment industry. That was not how it used to be. And so you have to evolve. It's like technology, like you have to evolve every single day. Yeah, it's crazy. We were talking about macro trends that we're seeing with college students and now we're, you know, focused on Generation Z in addition to millennials because Generation Z is coming into college now. Mm-hmm. And no one's buying a TV when they go to college. And that so was such sad. an item that everyone purchased freshman year. You got a new TV. Yep. You went to Best Buy. 
it was just like this staple and and there was a lot of tv purchasing during that time so i'm sure a lot of the retail stores were expecting that yeah and now no one's buying tv so it like shifts where purchasing is going now they're watching it on their computer they might need you know headphones because they're watching it during in their dorm room and it's just it's crazy how one thing like that like going from watching tv on an actual tv to a computer changes so many other things and um in retail it's hard to keep up i mean i have two tvs one in each room of my apartment (laughs) i'm very particular about having it and i'm an old school person um this leads me to this question which is how are you creative in your job and how do you influence andy and kind of guide him in a direction to reach a younger audience well i think he's sort of forced to doing that the interesting thing about andy is that his constituency is, for the most part, as a generalization, older women, housewife era, middle America, 50, 60 year olds. Like he has the market cornered on Yentas. We always say, <laughs> we're like, how do you keep the Yentas in control? And I'm like, he doesn't, he has no idea. Like, Old Jewish women are obsessed with Andy. That's not to say that our generation isn't, but it's like very focused heavily in the female or gay men. They just absolutely love him. So I think he has to constantly be, you know, and that's still the TV generation. You know, he has to constantly change and evolve. Right, and, and they're at home during the day. They have exactly they have a, not more time, but their their scheduling's a bit different. And even his serious channel, Radio Andy. I mean. People our age in New York City don't have a car. When are we listening to Sirius? Like Never. we're not. And so he's appealing to the wealthier people who have a car, who are driving to work. I mean, even people in LA. So it it changes all the time. And I think for him, in order to stay young and relevant and fresh, I mean, he's only in his 40s. So he still has- He's a, young. He's young and he has a lot more to give. He has to constantly be like, okay, what do, you know, what are 18 year olds want? What do 17 year olds want? And that's why he just joined Snapchat. And he's ub. Obsessed yes. with Snapchat. We'll have to follow him. Oh, my We're obsessed God. with Snapchat. It, it, beware. I mean, it's it's Is a lot. It, it, this last year blew up. I mean, yeah, we've been on really it for probably up. two years now as well. But this last year, we just have seen such an increase in our audience, you know, just being engaged on it, their followings growing on it. And I think it speaks to the trend and direction we're moving in, where Instagram is obviously huge and still relevant. but. Right. The younger audience, um, the younger generation, they they want things that are a little bit more raw, not so staged. Yeah, really showing their bodies, who they are, you know, whatever makes their world go round. Where Instagram just happens to be a platform where things are just a little bit more staged, a little bit more set up, and it's, it's not like your like, perfect life. It's like your perfect life, and I I think millennials we maybe like that like image of our perfect life, where the younger crew like they're like this is who I am, like I'm cool with my body, right. I'm cool take with me or filming. leave me, yeah. And I, I'm happy. I like that. That's no, me so too. Good. I mean, I think even Facebook Live, you know, Periscope blew up for Love like Facebook six Live. months, right? There was like this six months point in time where everyone was Periscoping everything and everyone became their own journalist and reporters. Like, you know, when terrible things happened in Europe, when there were bombings in France or shootings in France, people were Periscoping that. Like we could see firsthand and that was awesome. And then it kind of died down because no one really had it. And now Facebook Live everyone is doing a live stream on Facebook. Like, because everyone has Facebook and it makes so much sense. You, you can reach an audience. There's no editing. There's it's no so this. It's so easy. It's so Turn easy. Me. Like we can just stream this right now yeah. and everyone can just like come into our world and everyone across the world has Facebook. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. We did a Facebook live a couple Fridays ago and we're like, let's just test it out in our office, a couple of us. And like we get on, I think I like no makeup on that day. It was like a, 
it wasn't we weren't really planning it and right. all of a sudden we're getting like all these comments yep. and all these views and it was it was so cool it was great to see so yeah it's we're instant feedback of it yeah it's awesome uh let's go back a little bit about your role in some behind the scenes sure. of you know ask andy mm-hmm. and everything that you do with andy cohen what are some funny moments that you've had um helping him with the show or different guests that have been on the show Oh my god! There's always fun. It's actually the fan mail that we get that's really, really funny. Like people snail spend mail? snail mail. People love to just. It's weird. Like when you're a celebrity, you just get so much free stuff. Like it's everyone just wants to impress him. Like they'll send him alcohol. Like people who don't make a lot of money are sending him these like really nice bottles of whiskey, and I'm like. You don't need to do that. Like, he can afford it, and he's got 50 of them. You know, I remember one of my first years with him, we had this table uh, back in our old corporate office at 30 Rock, and I put a lot of fan mail on there. And one woman who wrote a letter to us, she was homeless, and she made a doll of him out of, like, human hair and cotton balls. And it was, like, it was crazy, but it was also, like, oh my God, this is the extent that fans will go to. And I couldn't throw it out. Like it it was karma. Like you can't throw something like that out. You know, like anytime someone writes, my son is the biggest Andy Cohen fan. I cannot throw those things out. I have to show him. It's so special. And a handwritten note, I still think goes a long way. Andy and I talk about that all the time. Anything handwritten, I think, yeah, just more personal than an email. And so a lot of, you know, I'll show him and be like, what do you want me to do with this human hair cotton ball doll of you? And he's like, "Uh, put it on a table. Like, we have no idea what to do with it. We don't have enough space. But there's just always, you know, fans are just are just crazy. So it's a lot of fan interactions. People will call me saying, hey, can you get Bethany off the air? And I'm like, yeah, on it right now. Like, that's my number one job. Like, I'm just deciding who, which housewife gets cast. You know, it's great because the entertainment industry is like this huge bubble that people look at and they're like, wow, I wonder how that works. And being in it, you're when you see, you know, how a hot dog's made, it get you get you get jaded very, very quickly. You yeah. know, and everything's like, ugh, of course, like, ugh, this. Ugh. And you have to remember to be positive about it. Like you have I have the type of it's job like where job. like job. I mean, at the end of the day it's a job. It, it's it's a job, but at the same time, you know, I should be really lucky where I am. You know, not yeah. a lot of people get to see what I get to see. And I have to remind myself that even if, like, you're annoyed by a fan calling you because they don't know how casting works or this and that works, like, it's great to get the fan feedback right there. Yeah. You know, I'm one of those jobs that, like, I can hear exactly and see exactly the feedback Andy's giving. If he does a an Instagram and people are writing, like, hate mail on it, you know, I can see that. And that's, that's fun. Um, no, it's cool. And yeah. I think you're in such a unique position because your ultimate goal is to be a host yeah. and have your own brand. Yeah. And to watch from one of, I'd say, the best hosts out there right now and to watch like how he's built his career, mm-hmm. there's no better like schooling that you could have. He's the best mentor I could ask for. I mean, outside of him lucky. being the only out late night he was the first out late night show host because technically Jane Lynch hosts a game show and you know for him that's a huge thing for me like as a as a gay girl it's nice seeing someone doing almost exactly what you want to do and doing it so well and I came with him I've been with him for five years where watch what happens I was only on one night a week and now all of a sudden now we're on five nights a week it's crazy and he's, he's coming out you know, he came out with two books. He's a New York Times bestseller. Like, he's got his own radio channel. He just keeps going. And it's so intimidating for me because I'm like, why haven't I made it yet? Oh, my God. I need to be making a million dollars. And I haven't. And I have to remember he's 
20 years older yeah. than me, you know, and he was a producer at CBS News for 10 years. Right. Like these things, I think a lot of times in our generation, we want to have it so fast and we want to be successful because we really look up to the previous generation and we forget that everything takes time. It's an evolution, yeah. you know, and like be patient and enjoy the ride. Yeah. And I think as quick as things are moving, still like building your career and your name and having a sustainable long brand, whether yeah. it's like your own brand or I look at the, I look at this way for college fashionista, like it takes time. Like you don't want to come God. up overnight because you're going to go down overnight. Exactly. And you just want to build something that's strong, has foundation, that's authentic and that like you feel good about. And that reaches your audience, you mm -hmm. know, because a lot of times I think people forget they think it's about them. And I'm like, no, like even the point of a host, like I might love an idea, but is the, does the audience really want to watch me doing that? You know, I created that video with Ryan Serhant, this new series called Cease and Assist, where I assist other Bravo celebrities. And so when I'm thinking of something to do for a video that I find funny, I have to ask myself, well, is a Bravo audience who's going to watch on Facebook or Bravo TV, do they really care about me? No, they care about Ryan or they care about Andy. You know, even Ask Andy it's a great way for me to show my personality, but people are watching for him. Right. And I have to remember that. Like, it's really about what the audience wants, not what I think that they want. You know, like, it has to be all about them. Right. They're your end customer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Tell us about your podcast, because we know you have one. Yeah. And we love that you have one. Oh, thanks. Tell us a little bit about it. It's been going since January of 2015, so we've been doing it now for a little over a year. We have, I think we're about to be in our 60th episode, so we do one every single week. It's called Currently. You can find it at currentlypodcast.com. It's on iTunes. When it first came out, you know, we would just kind of, it was me and my um, co-host, John Thrasher, who does a very similar job to me, but at Oxygen. So in NBC, Bravo and Oxygen are like sister networks, so a lot of us work very closely, and he wants to be a host, and he, you know, hosts videos for like Bad Girls Club and things like that. Also a gay guy, so we always like relate to our like gayness together. Uh, but he came up to me, and he knows how to do all the workings of a podcast. Like it isn't just like recording something on your iPhone. You want to have good sound. You want to have, I mean, even this, this is like a professional setup. So he knew all that. And he just came to me. He's like, I listen, I think our personalities would do well. Do you want to just like talk for an hour every week on air? And I was like, give me an excuse to talk for an hour to anybody and I will do it for free. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, good for me. So we started talking, we grappled with the name a little bit um, and what it was going to be about. And I still think we're trying to find that like full focus because we talk about ridiculous headlines in the news, but we also talk about how we got started because a lot of our audience, while they're the older generation who love Andy, they're younger generations and they always want to know how to break into the entertainment industry. And him and I both are kind of these you know, younger success stories of people who had no experience. Like, it's not like nepotism or anything. I didn't know anybody. Neither did he. We just kind of like found ourselves in 30 Rock together. And that was great. And that's something I think a lot of our audience wants to know. So it's a little bit of like what's currently happening in the world, aka so it's called currently, and also funny stories that happened to us like over, you know, even in the entertainment industry or something that happened over the weekend. It's just like us chatting for an hour. It's Love like two that. friends. Yeah. It's great. I mean, we're all about the podcast. And there's so many new ones that keep coming up, so it's really awesome. I mean, now it's at the point where I don't listen to any music on the subway. I'm listening to podcasts, podcasts. All podcasts all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Even my girlfriend who's in the music industry, she's like, can you just like listen to a song and relax one time? And I was like, no. I got to listen to this plugged. American Life right now. I have to finish it, please. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. A couple short questions and then we'll... We'll let you go on with your day. Is this the yes or no's? This is the yes I or no's. One word answer, one word answer. Okay, one word answer. 
If you could only watch one TV show for the rest of your life, what would it be? Seinfeld. Favorite celebrity you've met? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> just, just works with it, I guess. <laughs> Real Housewives of New York or Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? New York. Boom. Easy. That Done. was easy. I thought you were going to say New York or Atlanta, and that was going to be a tough one to answer, but I don't watch any of the West Coast. I only watch the East Coast. Represent. Yeah, represent. Cool. Well, thank you so much. This was great. Thanks and for having me. Stay tuned for more things to come up. Yeah. Thanks, Darren. No problem. Thank you, Darren, for talking to us. I hope you will all join us for our next Office Hours conversation, and be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes so you get new episodes every other week. Until then, 